everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Today we're going to talk about what is going on in Nigeria, the NSARS pro- protests, and give you a kind of realistic, authentic view slash conversation slash chat about what is going on, what the future holds, and what our goal or our vision is. This podcast is done by me, TT. For those of you who don't know me, I am the co-founder and executive director of the Unite. But I am also a Nigerian, Nigerian in diaspora. What does that mean? It means that I am a Nigerian, but I do not live in Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria, and I was in Nigeria until I turned 15. I am 19, so I have basically been in Nigeria for more times in my life, for more time in my life than I have been anywhere else. So let's dive into it. So what is the NSARS protest? Well, for more than two weeks, protesters across Nigeria have taken to the streets to call for an end to police brutality and dissolution of the Special Anti-Robbery Unit, which is the SARS Police Unit. The hashtag, and SARS, surfaced two years ago as activists in Nigeria sought to abolish a federal police unit called SARS. SARS has existed for almost 30 years and was created to handle a wave of violent crime in Nigeria. Initially, they did what they wanted, what they had to do, But then they began to abuse their power, which honestly is expected in Nigeria, where people given power tend to overuse their power or think that they have more power than they actually have. They began to abuse their power with hangings, beatings, and mock executions of the people that they were called to protect. Also, we see them performing or doing sexual assault and doing all these other things that are just detrimental to the people that they were created to protect basically the person that was called to protect became the criminal on october 11th it was announced that sars would be disbanded after all the sars protests came began after people started speaking up it was announced that the sars unit would be disbanded but then they say the government says Okay, we're going to disband the the SARS, but we're going to create another unit called SWAT. And they are going to do basically the same thing, except we're going to manage them better. That's not what the people wanted. We wanted to completely just eradicate whatever SARS is. So Nigerians were enraged. um, And soon enough, the movement changed into one of people calling for an end to the corrupt government. Especially one that kills its citizens. As we have seen... In the Leki massacre, where at least 46 people were killed. Everyone across the world, Nigerians in diaspora, people that are not Nigerian, leaders, celebrities like Beyonce, Rihanna, Cardi B, leaders like Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, have spoken up and have said that they are calling the Nigerian government to listen to its people. But so far, that's not exactly what's happening with the Nigerian government. Well, what are the youths demanding? The youth are demanding for change, radical and systemic change. One thing I usually say is, and you will see this all across the world, in America, in Nigeria, in India, in Ethiopia, in Congo, you would see this. Our generation is not trying to survive. We're not trying to just survive. We're trying to thrive. And in a world where we see 
governments and systems that have been put in place to allow people to just merely survive. And those who survive being the lucky, we're not trying to do that anymore. Our system and our government created by us cannot work against us. He has to work for us. And so the youth in Nigeria are standing up to demand that the government work for them. So going into conversation, where do we go from here? Realistically, as someone that has lived in Nigeria for very long, and someone that grew up in Nigeria, I understand, honestly, the perspective of the Nigerian youth. Um, it's, I live in a country where I, in Nigeria, even me being able to see, sit here right now, I consider it a huge privilege because people that are able to leave are extremely privileged because the majority of the people are living below the poverty line. And so, I understand the perspective of the youth and I also understand in the beginning why the SARS unit was created because there was violent crime in Nigeria but I would say looking at both perspectives I would say that one thing we need to know is especially listening to what the youth are demanding right now the youth are demanding for change they're demanding for radical change they're saying um, they're saying Buhari should step down they're saying Buhari shouldn't be president anymore. They're saying they want, you know, Tinumbu and the president and the governor of like Lagos State to just like leave. And realistic, and that is very, it, it is idealistically that is what should happen to bring change. However, realistically, one thing we must remember, and I'm sorry if I'm saying realistically so much, one thing we need to remember is that people in power would never give away their power. Power has to be taken from the people in power. Look at Donald Trump. I'm sorry to make this very political, but look at Donald Trump. He would not give away power, even though he knows that he has led America to having over 200,000 deaths in COVID-19, with the COVID-19 pandemic. Even though he knows he's the work he's doing is not sufficient to keep America alive, he would not give away power. And so same thing, President uh, Buhari, Muhammad Buhari would not give away his power. We have to take it. Which is why I say the first thing we have to do is realize that we need to be politically engaged. It's not enough anymore to know that there's a vote happening and to sit back and keep quiet. It's not enough anymore to know that elections are happening and you're not talking about it, but instead you're watching it like it's some show. Like, it, you're not actively participating in this. Like, it doesn't directly affect you. And if you think it doesn't directly affect you, that is privilege. And please acknowledge that privilege and use your privilege to help others. Secondly, elect better people. So if you're a good person, I hope you all are. Get out and vote. Vote for people that are good. Do your research. Figure out who are the people that have by actions that they have done over several, several, several years. Not mouth speak. Actions that we have seen and they have done. They have done good things to help people. Let's vote for those people. If you are eligible and you can run and you know that you're a good person and you've done all these good things maybe you have started a nonprofit, or you have started a business that ended up helping people or donated philanthropically to people if you're a celebrity and or an influencer and you think 
oh my gosh, I do care about my community and I think the world should be a better place. If you just suddenly think that you are a good person and you don't want to see the system remain the way it is, then get out and run. Run for positions. And then tell people that are looking for change to vote for you. Because what I think, how I think we're going to change the system is not by telling Boris to come down. I think we need radical and systemic change. Radical and systemic change being we need new people in power. We need to take away the power. One, kind of going back now. So that is at the forefront. Kind of going back now and zooming back out. What we also need is we need to have change in our homes. Change in the way we act. Change in the way we see certain things. Listen to a talk recently by Let's Talk About It. Nig, which I highly recommend you follow. It's an Let's Talk About It. Nig is an account that I think you should follow. Youth activists standing up against issues in Nigeria. Follow them. Listen to their talk. One thing they mentioned is that we need to do systemic change in the way we behave at home. Right? We need to be more engaged. We need to create a system that works for us. Our government is corrupt. But guess what? So are we. I was thinking about it and I was thinking about the police people. And I was thinking about, okay, those people and police. Let's say we don't want police to collect bribes anymore. Let's say we don't want, you know, people in government to collect bribes anymore. We don't want, you know, all the things that we have normalized. That is normal. Like people collecting bribes, like people stealing normalized it and said oh it's fine right let's say women are treated like what they are right equivalent to men treated like they have potential and not treated like second-class citizens that do not have a position in the home but should rather sit behind the man and you know protect his ego and keep him protected if women are treated the same way that they should be treated and we make all these changes is when we're going to move forward. What I have to say is that our change, the change that we demand is long. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen, frankly, next year. The change we demand is going to take a long, long time before it happens. Why? Because change, the moral act of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And so change is long, our system is broken. Look at America, black Americans have been in America for over 300 years. And it's over 300 years and black Americans are still fighting for their right to survive. We're only at year 60. So I hate to break it to you, but change is gonna take a long time. But we cannot lose hope. We have to have an idealistic goal, but realistic viewpoint. Realistic viewpoint is that you say to yourself, I need to make the change in my house. Pass it down to my generation so my kids can be the ones to benefit out of a Nigeria that is blossoming. A Nigeria that works for them. So what can you do? One, become politically engaged. Two, hold people accountable. Use your social media. Use everything to hold people in power accountable. Hold your celebrities accountable. They must speak up about issues because they have a platform that most of us don't have. And they must speak about issues because when they amplify issues, issues become issues that people want to change. Then finally, if you are like me and you're a Nigerian in diaspora, one thing I would tell you to do is do not 
forget your home. If you're not living in Nigeria, if you have the privilege, like I do, to be in a space where you can act like this doesn't happen or it's not happening, well, it is. And what I encourage you to do is do not forget the home you come from. Do not forget where you're coming from. You being able to see wherever you are in this moment and to enjoy anything you're enjoying is because of the millions of people that have worked for you to be alive. Whether they have worked for them to just survive so you could be born or whether they have worked for them to thrive so you could be in privilege. They have worked. And so it's your job to work for your generation. And so what does that mean? Do not forget your home. Do not forget the place where you come from. Nigerians that go to, you know, London, Canada, Dubai, America, and they say bye to being Nigerian. They change up their name. They become completely new people. And when speaking about Nigeria, they only listen to talk about Nigeria when David always is in conversation. And when we're talking about issues related to Nigeria, you say Nigeria is completely hopeless. Those people, I am speaking to you. Do not forget the home where you come from. You're in privilege, and the people in privilege have the most work to do. Because it's not going to be easy for some beggar to decide, or for some person living in poverty to say, I'm going to say no to this bribe that's going to feed me tonight. No, but you're in privilege, can say no. You can say no. You can say, oh, I'm not going to accept this thing, or I'm not going to do that, or I'm going to do well so I can become a good leader for Nigeria. I can go back home and be a leader in whatever field, entertainment. Whatever thing you want to be a leader in, I can go home and do something. I can donate, be philanthropic. I could amplify. But do not forget that you are from Nigeria and your role as a someone privileged in another country is to speak up and amplify the voices of your people. That is it, my friends. It has been 15 minutes. Thank you for hanging out with me. Three basic things that I want to leave you with, with everything I've said today, because I know I was everywhere (laughs) is one remember to speak up two take on responsibility and three hold yourself accountable finally of course i must plug in that can we appreciate the amount of women that are the front forefront of this movement yes yes can we appreciate the women at the forefront dj sweets numerous amounts Can we appreciate them for a sec and just, you know, plug in here just the importance of women in elevating movements. Using the empathy that people say make us weak to fight for our people. Just saying, just plugging that in. Just because of people that, you know, think that women are less than or think that women are weak (laughs) or think that women are not equal to men. Well, thank you for hanging out with me today. The information that I created and created for all of you is from Time and BBC News and the Washington Post. Um, Of course, follow us at Org and check us out at www.feunite.org. We will see you. I I remain TT Alolo, you know, budding feminist slash feminist in progress. And I remain Nigerian. Thank you and have a nice night or day. (laughs) 